Welcome to the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United. I'm your host, Ben Hopkins, and we're here in the Gold Coast for a special on-the-road episode of the Extra Pass. I'm not joined by my usual co-host, Adam Ballinger. He's back down in Melbourne, but I am joined by someone we're very excited to have here today, Joe Lawala Chul Jr. Joe, how are you? Hello. What's up, man? Not much, bro. Just blitzing it up. Yeah, how's it been so far? It's a, It's been a pretty hectic few days. Yeah, it's been good. Um, watching the boys get some good wins, seeing the chemistry and the team kind of start to, you know, mesh and everybody's gelling and yeah, it's been it's been pretty good experience. Never been to the Gold Coast, so. How are you as a spectator? Like, because obviously you're not able to play in these games with a wrist injury, but how are you as a spectator? Are you just one of those guys that can't do it? I know Ariel was really struggling last year watching the boys. Yeah, but it's more so just trying to like, I guess, pass on information when I can to see if I uh, to like try to help the guys. Uh, just different perspective, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely would want to be playing. But <laughs> we've seen you put your coach's hat on a little bit. You've been on the bench talking to the boys. Yeah, I mean, I always try to give give up some knowledge or try to help the boys when I can. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're two games in, two wins. We've got Sydney tomorrow night. What have been your impressions of the group so far? Um, obviously, some some good results, but a lot of things to learn. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about this team. Um, I don't want to say anything too profound because we won a championship before and I kind of get vibes a little bit. It gives me like similar kind of vibes to that team that won the championship with us, like that won a championship that COVID year that I was on. Um, but yeah, a lot of work to do to get to that point. But um, yeah, I'm like, um, yeah, I'm very excited about this team. I think we'll be um, pretty good this year. Take us through what your thoughts of Delhi have been so far. He's probably been the talk of the first two days or the first couple of games of the Blitz coming off the bench and, and filling it up. I mean, surely he gets the MVP if we win, right? <laughs> You'd think so. I know ever. I know kids grow up dreaming of winning that MVP, winning the NBL Blitz MVP yeah. award. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah, that's like a dream of mine. So yeah, it would be cool to see Delhi achieve one of my dreams. <laughs> Hopefully Delhi gets it. But what's it been like? Obviously, he spent the last year back in the NBA playing. What have you What have you seen from him just stepping back into this lineup first two games and a pair of 20 pieces? Bro, he's jacked, like super jacked. He's in like crazy shape. Um, he's in way better shape than what he was um, a couple of years back, which is good. And obviously, he's had like the like the NBA year where like he was playing. It wasn't off like, a, like an off year. Because I think when he came to us, he hadn't played basketball in a yeah, minute. And then he, yeah, and then he went to the Olympics right after that. But um, he just seems much more like in a flow of things. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he does this year. Um, I think this this version of Delhi against the last version of Delhi, this Delhi would probably kill that last Delhi. <laughs> well, has he tried to get you on like the all-steak diet? Because we had him on last week and he's been pushing this all-steak diet. Um, probably wouldn't work with me since I don't eat red meat, so... Yeah, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about some of the other guys? Um, you know, Ariel, someone you've spent a lot of time with, with your your last time here at United, and and a guy like LT coming in who's been really versatile. What have been your impressions on those guys? Yeah, I mean, you see, uh, with Ariel, it's kind of like you like what you you see what you get from him. Like every time he steps out there, like the energy that he plays with, and um, uh, shot blocking ability, and like just the physicality that he's able to bring on the floor. Um, and LT is just very like 
was like he's very athletic. Like that caught me off guard. I think he's one of the fastest guys on the team. Maybe second behind Shirley. Which is crazy. Mm. So yeah, he's super athletic and like his instincts are like crazy. So yeah, I'm very excited to get on the court with those guys and see what kind of um chemistry we can have together. And you mentioned Shirley as a fast guy, as a you know, a bit of a sneaky athlete. I think people underestimate how athletic he is. He got up for a, a big poster dunk in that game one. What, what have you seen from Shilly coming in, yeah. especially coming off that the FIBA um, tournament? Yeah, I heard the rims were low, so they um, measured them in before game two. They measured them and they told they assured us they were ten feet. I don't know if the, uh, the lady told us though it was a low rim the next day. So Shilly's dunk is invalid and he has no bounce. Well, Shilly's gonna have to come. On the podcast to defend <laughs> and himself. defend himself. No, nah, no, nah, Shilly did get a body. Shout out to Shilly. That was sick. Like he's on pace for like another dunk in like three years. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him more respect than that. Nah, Shilly knows I love him. Uh, no, nah, Shilly's like one of the best defenders in the league. And seeing how much his game has developed now to like, I, I, I think he's going to be one of the best players in the NBL um, with the form that he's playing with now and the confidence that he has. Um, like it's. Yeah, it's a luxury to have a guy like Shilly where it's just like we're having trouble with this guard or like there's this really good guard that we're going to be playing. We're just like, oh, yeah, we'll be sweet. We have Shilly. Like I don't like a lot of teams don't have that. And Shilly's for sure the best defender in the league. I still don't know how he hasn't won a defensive player of the year. Well, we've talked a lot about the other guys on this team. Let's talk a bit about you, Joe. You've, you've been here. You're, you're putting in work. You're coming back from this wrist injury. How are you feeling? I feel pretty good. Uh, things are tracking on pretty well. Um, we have a great medical staff, Steve and Nick, also Jay in the weight room. Um, yeah, I just really trust those guys and their opinions and follow their plan wholeheartedly and everything's been going well. So hopefully I just keep on ticking off little accomplishments on the way and uh, get back on the court sooner rather than later. Yeah, and we're, we're so excited to have you back especially playing, you know, at John Kane Arena in front of our fans. It's something that you've missed for the last year, being playing overseas. How excited are you to get back in that environment? Yeah, I'm excited to compete. Um, uh, do we have any open air games? We do have an open air game. The last game before that, we go away for the AO, I believe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because didn't, we didn't play in one um, my last, like when I was last year. But yeah, I'm super excited for the John Kane. I'm very excited for the open air now that now we have one. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely missed John Kane, the fans, and the support that, we, that the team gets. Um, um, yeah, I'm super excited just to play here. Yeah, and just having you back, can you can you walk us through a bit about the reasons on, on why you made the decision to come back to United? It was all you. That's, oh, thanks, man. That's why I came back to do media with you. Yeah. Can you give us an actual answer? <laughs> <laughs> that was my actual answer. No, um... No, it was, um, there's a lot of different factors, obviously, like being able to, um, be around like my family and, um, not have to do two a days every single day for six days a week. And sounds fun. Yeah. It's very fun. And also like winning a championship with this team and seeing the platform that the NBL has, um, and hopefully that can propel me to the goals that I've set for myself, um, going into this year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about what we're hoping to achieve this year after the break. Want to stay up to date with everything happening in Melbourne United? Download the Melbourne United app today. Filled with videos, audio and articles about your favourite team, 
It's the one-stop shop for everything Melbourne United. Download the Melbourne United app via the App Store on iOS or the Google Play Store on Android. And we're back on the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United with Joe Luala Chul Jr. Joe, I want to talk a bit about your journey because it's a different journey to a lot of guys have had coming to the league. You know, you you went the college route. Talk to me a bit about your experience, you know, playing in the States and, and playing college basketball. Um, I went junior college first. And have you seen um, Last Chance U? Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what I went to two years. But our coach was crazy, but he was super cool. Like, like he actually cared about us. So um, that was, yeah, that was an eye-opening experience going through that and kind of taught me how to like maneuver, I guess, the adversity of college and the regime that comes with like preseason and the heavy lifting and all of that. And then Baylor, um, I had a year where I sat out. So it was good for me to be able to work on my body and get strong. So then once I did play, um, it was just like a easy kind of fit from there. But yeah, some of the best years um, in my playing career, I feel like as far as just like having fun and being carefree and stuff, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you were on some strong Baylor teams that, you know, made some runs in the NCAAs. What was that like, you know, playing in those environments? Yeah, it was sick. Um, we played in the Madison Square Garden in the Sweet 16 against South Carolina. We lost by 20 or 30, but it was still one of the sickest experiences I've ever had. And that same year, we were ranked number one um, for like a week. But it was still a sick experience. So, yeah, no, it was cool. It's more weeks than I've been ranked number one at an NCAA college. So, well done. Yeah, thanks. And then you go, you play in Israel for a year before you head back to Melbourne? Yep. Yeah, yep. Was was in Israel. Um, Got loaned out and then... um, after the season was over, came back home and um, I was just playing pickup at MSAC. And Dino was like, yo, come practice. Came to practice. It was like open gym and like the rest is history. Yeah, can you talk a bit? I was talking to Reese about it and he was saying that that's really how they, they just sort of saw you playing on one of the backcourts at MSAC, probably cooking a few bums or? I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah, probably. But what's that experience like as a, a guy who's come back and is probably trying to look for an opening in, in one of those environments and then something as sort of fortuitous as that happens where the head coach of a professional team just sees you and says, come practice with us. And like you said, the rest is history. Yeah, I mean, I was always I always had the option of going somewhere else, like going to like Europe if I wanted to. But um, I, I didn't want to go back to Europe after the year um, that, I, that I had over there. So it wasn't like, I was just like, bumming and like they were like oh you want some bread like you know like <laughs> it wasn't like that it was like um that uh that i think i was the last signing but everything just ended up just it was just like a perfect storm basically and um yeah it was it was it was cool what what are some of the things that i guess when you you came into this team because united and Dean's programs have been known for bringing in guys, especially bigs, and helping them develop and get to the next level. What were some of the things that when you came in, you were like, oh, this is going to help me or or, this is what I learned quickly? All my stuff, as far as I grow, uh, obviously, like the basketball stuff takes care of itself because of just like um, repetition and like how much work uh, that is required to actually like be a professional and and all that. But for me, it was all just like the, the weight room stuff, like getting my body right, getting my hips strong, 
getting my calves strong, like doing stuff like stuff like that that I, I've never done in my career um, actually helped me make like the biggest jumps on the court. So um, that was the biggest growth area for me, I'd say, like being in the weight room and actually like taking care of my body properly, actually being taught how to actually do it because it's always like, oh, take care of your body. But it's like no one is actually teaching you like what you actually need to do to like take care of your body. And it was the first time like I was actually like taught how to like take care of my body. Yeah. And now, you know, you get to a point like this where you're coming in to a team that has a lot of expectations and as an MVP finalist from two years ago, what are your expectations from this year once you can get back on the court? Um, I'm not too fussed about expectations, bro. I just hope and I just I keep it that um, I think we get too caught up in like the results driven profession profession that we're in like basketball you have to win and yeah but like the fun in it needs to stay and the joy in it needs to stay and that's the most important thing so like game day or whenever we have a game i'm just like a kid in the backyard just i'm lacing up my sneaks and i'm going out there and i'm just hooping i'm not thinking about mvp here i'm not thinking about like oh we're winning i want to win a championship like i'm just out there hooping and i'm trying to win the, like trying to win the game that's the most important thing for me I'm, i don't go into games thinking about winning a championship or winning a trophy or what i just just pull up and hoop and i guess having that mindset do you think that just helps you get the best out of yourself on the court like not getting caught up in outside narratives or too many expectations like you say yeah i mean the for me so i always look within the group for whatever i want or whatever i i feel like i'm lacking or whatever i need uh, the expectations of the group are the what is like what's most important to me if um if that makes sense um yeah i've never really cared about narratives or what people have said about me or what's being said about the team or anything like that it's just whatever the team says in house is take that on board and still just go out there and hoop. Well, Joe, we cannot wait to see you back on the court in United Colors. We've had to, you know, cut the episodes a short and sweet one because you've got a, a league meeting in about five minutes, but we really appreciate you coming on. But last thing before we cut, Shevchenko Grasso 2, controversial result. Can you give me your 30-second thoughts? Where do we start with this stuff? <laughs> I feel like we need another thirty minutes to go into this. This can be, that can be the side podcast, man. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That ten eight is crazy, and as an athlete, with like you put so much work into something like that to like be the best, and a judge makes us like a a crazy crazy call to give you a ten eight. I would. I'd be hunting that judge down. <laughs> well, hopefully you're not hunting any refs down or we don't have to worry about any of that this year and we can just get those positive results on the court. So Joe, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you, bro. Peace.